This is the Breadfruit Juice Podcast with Mosi and Ace. Join us to get your weekly recommended dose of talk, jokes, weird news, and other special surprises coming at you with that Caribbean vibe. I'm proud to be an ambassador and have a chance to share my West Indian culture with you. So sit down, relax, put your feet up, take it light, and enjoy the show because we're going to get nostalgic, talk about my experiences growing up Caribbean, and make ruction in the place. Enjoy the show because it's going to be real vibes. Welcome to Breadfruit Juice. This is Mosi. And this is Ace. And, How are uh, you? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. We are back. Guys, um, we are so sorry that we did not have an episode for you last week, but due to technical difficulties and, and things beyond our control, we were not able to bring you that, uh, that uh, breadfruit juicy goodness. But um, we're back this week and um, you missed us, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, this week, this week, you know what, I think I need to get a cricket sound effect, but um, this week, we're actually going to be talking about uh, aliens in a kind of a roundabout way. Now, um, the topic of the the topic of the of the episode is, are we alone in the universe? Now, I am a huge sci fi nerd. I love stories about alien planets. Um, abductions, weird creatures, stuff like that. So um, I, I figured why not just kind of chat a little bit about that today and um, kind of toss some stories back and forth um, about alien abductions and, you know, that type of thing. Because uh, we live in a giant universe. Uh, I was, you know, doing some research and reading and I, I read that the universe is about 46 billion light years across. And to me, that means... That's too big for there not to be something out there. Now, that's a billion know, with a B? Billion with a B. My goodness. Um, oh, it's an excellent throwback to our um, World Cup episode with participation <laughs> trophies. You know, that's our second, That I think that's the second most popular episode. People love that that uh, football talk. Yeah, they didn't love it as much as the first one, though. That one got tons of plays. Tons of plays, quote-unquote. But anyways, so... I, like I said, I'm a huge sci-fi nerd. I love stuff like that. And, um, you know, I like to keep an open mind, obviously. And I think that this, the universe that we live in is way too big for there not to be something out there. Now, what, whatever form that something happens to take, I don't know. I couldn't say, you know, I'm not an expert at that kind of thing. But I think there's got to be something out there. I don't know, Ace, what do you think? I I am also a big sci-fi fan. Some of my favorite movies, especially as a kid, were like you know the old the bad '80s science fiction stuff, like Invasion from Mars. I don't know if you're that was probably a remake of some other one. But Sounds this like kid, what? like fifty fifties B movie schlock. Right, but it was remade in the '80s, so it had all of like the '80s sensibilities and um, super neat practical effects and stuff. Loved Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy when I was a pretentious teenager. Uh, <laughs> you know, because it's like, oh, British humor. Oh, my goodness. But I, I'm fascinated by uh, space travel. Oh, obviously, in my, you know, one of my 
favorite things to do is uh, the science fiction of the Warhammer 40k universe. Yeah, it's super nerdy. Um, but yeah, so spaceships and, and that sort of thing does fascinate me. I'm probably a little bit more of a skeptic than you are, and but uh, you know I I'm like you. It's it's for me. It's, it's about having an, an open mind and just being open to whatever reality is. Mm-hmm. Well, the way I see it, like I said, it's just it's too big for there not to be anything out there. And um, I know you said you're a bit of a skeptic, but there's 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 a ton of stories you can find them um, on the internet. Of course, the internet is not the most trustworthy place to find your information because literally anyone. Anyone could put anything on there without it having to be vetted or verified or whatnot. So, I mean, that's not obviously the best place to get your information from. But I, I feel like I tend to see a lot of similarities between stories a lot. So that's also something that kind of leads me to believe that, hey, you know, there might be something to it. Plus, I always say that the world is such a wide and wonderful place. There's so many things about the, just our own world that we haven't even begun to really uncover or discover yet. So who's to say that those types of things don't exist in, you know, on other planets or elsewhere in the galaxy and in the universe? You know what I mean? That's a good point, man. You make a good point. Yeah. So moving right into uh, the next segment we, we're going to be talking about, what are we going to be talking about? Let, tell us, Ace. We have found some of the most interesting, at least to us, stories about alien abductions and alien encounters that we could find on the pinnacle of human technology known as the interwebs. Now, one person, whoever tells the story will be the, the believer and the receiver will be the skeptic and try to question, and we'll we'll tease out what what truth we can from these tales, tall tales, if you will. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, when when it when it comes your turn to tell a story, you might just have me hooked and and believing, because again, I I think I'm a little bit more open minded than you are, but I like the direction that's going in, so we'll kind of see how how that goes. All right, guys, this is the pot. <laughs> all right what's your um you want to go first oh no please sir age before beauty (laughs) all right so um and i've put i put a link in the description my stories i got from from uh, buzzfeed so the, the article is entitled 13 Alien Encounter Stories That Will Make You Want to Believe. It'll blow your mind. Sorry, that's how BuzzFeed does their articles. <laughs> you know what? This actually, this page is kind of boring, if, if, if I'm being honest. I expected a little bit more from the page, but you know what? It, it, seems, to be, it seems to be legit. So the first, the first story is entitled My Parents, the Abductees, and it was submitted by someone with the username Tesla Nicole W. It goes, and I quote, my grandma and grandpa got divorced when my dad was a kid and never spoke to each other. Both claimed to have been abducted by aliens when they were in their 20s. The story they told was almost exact, I'm sorry, always exactly the same in every detail. They were once driving through Nevada, precisely 9 p.m., and bam, it's six in the morning, just like that. It was like the world stood still while they just traveled through time. They both say it was the strangest, most unexplainable experience and could never figure out what really happened. 
The craziest thing is when I was younger, my grandma was always saying she was going to get abducted and she was always too afraid to be alone. She always used to say that the aliens did something to her and that she was going to die. I always assumed she lost her mind, but she died last year with no explanation. Jeez, that's creepy. It, it, it is a little creepy. So what do you think? I, don't, I, don't, I, I really don't even know what to think of that because I feel like I've heard any number of stories that go almost exactly like that. Obviously, these people were super high on peyote, and they just had a crazy trip that their brain wouldn't let them remember. In the desert? In the, that's where you get peyote, as far as I know. It's made from, like, mm. cactus something. I made that all up. Well, listen, I'm not, um, I'm not, I'm not an, an expert on psychedelic drugs. <laughs> you got that part out. That's comedy gold right there. <laughs> It's hard because there's not a lot of like details to kind of like, you know, try to explain away. They just like lost time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've heard of that kind of phenomenon before. And there, I mean, there may be plausible explanations for it, but because like nothing else happened, it's kind of like, I don't know, man, it's weird, but why, why aliens? Why can't it just be one of another like million weird things that happen? Or they could have just been stinking drunk. Yeah. Or maybe they drove through like a cloud of some sort of here's okay. So this might actually be a plausible one. I don't know if you've ever heard about this before. There is some, I'm going to sound like an idiot, but there's some, I believe it was in Africa. There is some lake that um, was like over a geothermal something. And it was inside of a valley. And what happened was um, this mass amount of carbon monoxide built up it was released in like this huge wave and it flew towards this village now because carbon monoxide sinks is that right carbon monoxide floats look okay i don't know what the gas was i'm just gonna say it was a gas produced by like tectonic movements or like under planet geothermic stuff so this gas is heavier than air it comes up and floods the valley you can't like, I don't think you couldn't see it or anything like that. Like there was a village in the Valley. Everyone literally just drops dead. Like they all die because this heavier than air gas fills the Valley and they all just die. If you were to come upon that village and not know anything about like not be able to do readings or something like that, the gas eventually dissipates. You just go and find this village. You're like, what happened? These people don't have a mark on them. Every single one of them is dead. Their animals are dead. You know, like everyone's just dead. How would you even explain that? This is the same kind of thing where it could be like it's a natural phenomenon that we can't observe. So it seems insane. I'm not ruling out aliens. I'm just saying, you know, 100 percent, 100 percent get it. I mean, I've I've read any number or read about any number of naturally occurring phenomenon that if you didn't see it happening or if it wasn't explained to you what was happening you would think it was completely, uh, you know, the occurrence was completely otherworldly. Like, yeah. um, you know, that lake in Puerto Rico that's got the the bioluminescent bacteria that floats on the surface and it gets, it lights up when you, you know, you disturb it or you break the surface of the lake or, you know, stuff like that. I mean, yeah. I've seen, I've seen any number of things like that happening. But yeah, I mean, if you have no explanation and you just come upon this occurrence, you, they, I mean, I, you can be blamed for thinking it was 
otherworldly or supernatural or this one here's here's listen to this one so this one's really crazy because it there's more stuff in it so it gets more complicated there was this kid jason andrews in kent england he turned four in 1987 july 1987 so there was a thunder and lightning that stormed that night and all of a sudden during the storm he starts muttering complex mathematical equations so he's just saying all these crazy numbers and stuff. The windows start to shake. And then Jason turns to his parents and says, they're waiting for me. I have to go. His dad was like trying to pull him back from the doorway. And then like all of a sudden the windows stop rattling, the storm breaks and, and he wakes up. Creepy. And then like years later when he's older, he says that he had been getting nightly visits from something that was like not human. Um, so there's a story. What do you think? I think I think we have just um, I think we have just what what's the word I'm looking for? I think we have just made it so that none of our listeners can sleep at night anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the th- it's like it's like um, and this this is this this needs to be another episode, but with um sleep paralysis, which is something that I have experienced. <laughs> Many times, and okay, all right. I'm exaggerating. Not many times, but at least three times in my life, I have experienced sleep paralysis, and I'm not going to get into it. But just the thought of something in your room in the dark looking at you while wow. you're sleeping is probably one of the most terrifying things because you're in such a vulnerable place when you're asleep. You 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 don't you you can't really move, and what do you do? So honestly, I. I don't even know what to think. Stuff like that when when I hear when I hear things like that it, it makes me want to retreat into myself. Like seriously, it makes me want to retreat in, into myself and hide within myself because that stuff is scary and I my mind my my poor little human mind can't even fathom of what could potentially cause something like that. I mean, I'm maybe I don't know, a stroke. <laughs> Four years has stroke. Started and, talking mathematical equations. And aneurysm, I don't know. Like your brain does weird, crazy things. Like I've heard stories of of um people who have had very serious head injuries and then they wake up, you know, really smart. They can do crazy math or Or speaking a different language. I've heard of that before. Right. Or understanding complex you know, philosophies and, and that type of thing. So, I mean, the, again, the brain is a, is a very wonderful thing. And, but I don't, I don't know enough to, to even postulate or begin to postulate on what it is that, you know, could have caused something like that. Him saying that he was getting visitors at night. So it reminds me, I had this friend in uh, school when I was in high school and he told me that when he was little, he used to get, I don't remember their names, but he said that he, he, he only reported this like through his mom. He told his mom when he was little, his mom told him when he was older, but he used to get these visits from two ghosts Oh Lord! Like all the time. And he would talk about them with his mom. Oh, I talked to so-and-so uh, last night or she'd be like, who are you talking to in there? And it's like, Oh, it's so-and-so. And uh, here's, I mean, in his situation, he actually has, he had like a, family history of uh, psychological issues. Mm. He wasn't expressing any, but 
I mean, you could possibly say, oh, it's something like that. But it's a very, it was like an imaginary friend, two imaginary friends, but he had them for a very long time. And there were very specific things about them that never changed. And, and I may have had imaginary friends when I was a kid, but like, I didn't talk to them out loud. And this is what he would do in his room all the time with these two, like the ghosts. I am creeped out. <laughs> I am so creeped out by that. But you know what? Mental illness is, is a heck of a thing. I mean, again, your brain, what you perceive in your mind is, is reality to you. So let me, before I get too creeped out to even continue, let me, <laughs> let me go to the next story. This one's called, this one's called The Face. Okay, so <clears throat> you can kind of imagine. So this one is submitted, it was submitted by someone named Emily Stallings via Facebook. The face. So it goes, I've been absolutely terrified of aliens, specifically greys. And anyone listening who doesn't know what greys are, those are like the tall, skinny gray aliens with the big heads and the big black eyes. So specifically greys, since I was about four years old. I was never exposed to any sort of media or stories that included those types of aliens. So I have no idea where the fear came from. My family had several stories that featured UFOs, but I wasn't told these until I was in my early teens. When my mother was a child, she and the rest of her family were followed by a bright light on the highway that after several miles of following them, shot straight into the sky and disappeared. My grandfather actually got it on video. I have had one encounter, and I don't talk about it often, but when I was about seven, I went downstairs in the middle of the night to grab a book. I happened to glance at, or, oh boy, I happened to glance at a sliding glass door and saw what appeared to be a large white face with the typical huge vacant black eyes peering through the curtains about six feet off the ground. Needless to say, I ran upstairs and jumped in bed with my parents. 25 years later, I consider myself a skeptic, but I have no explanation for what I saw. But I certainly don't want to experience it again. Creepy. I may have a plausible theory for that one. So, from these are tales from my misspent youth. When I, I was from a small town, and uh, one evening, I had a, a friend who worked, like, overnights. He would get out around midnight, and we'd just hang out in the summertime because he was working and I was not. And uh, one night, a, a group of friends of ours uh, who were girls were having a sleepover at this one girl's house. It was near where we would, like, walk. So we decided to just go over there and check it out, as young men are wont to do. So we go to the house, and we go into the backyard just to, like, see if we could see anything, you know. Um, cause that's what young boys do. Um, but we didn't see anything and we kept walking. So unbeknownst to us, the two of the girls were upstairs in the completely dark living room, but saw us through the sliding doors. Mm. They could not recognize us because it was dark out. Um, but they got freaked out and told the mom that was there. Mom called the police. So we're walking along the road, police car, flashes its light and stops and we're like what is happening and uh the cop is like hey guys how's it going and i just let my friend talk because he's older than me and he's like oh we're just out for a walk and he's like hey did you by any chance go in anyone's yards or anything like that and uh, my friend's just like nope we did not do this 
Mm. Like, look, you're not in any trouble or anything. We just, we got a report of some people looking into people's homes. We wanted to make sure, like, if it's just you guys, it's, you know, it's not a big deal. We just want to not have to look for, you know, people trying to break into other people's houses. And my friend was still like, nope, not us, guy. That's it. Die with the lie. Yep. He's like, all right, have a good night. And he heads off. So later we learned that the girls reported that they thought they like saw two men. Like I, when I was in high school, you would never have described me as a man. Uh, <laughs> and the one of us was holding something that they thought was a bomb. Neither of us had anything in our hands whatsoever. So the, it's hard to say if it was like the lighting or if it was their excited state of mind or what, but, and I've, I've read this before about accidents, like, Human beings have terrible eyewitnesses have terrible recall when it comes to remembering what exactly happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, at least in this situation, I mean, it could have been a lot of things, but uh, you know, I, there, there's a possibility for it to be something other than a looking in her house. Yeah, I, I was just thinking, uh, you know, a prank or something. But yeah, I do, I do know about the whole thing with people having terrible recall when it comes because because you're emotional you know you don't remember what you saw because yeah. everything is just a, a muddled mess in your head you know whose turn is it is it no i just read that. yeah I'll, I'll round us out here okay this one is uh i like how we're kind of like alternating with similar things this is about creepy things a person saw so um the there was this couple in wisconsin um who the doorbell was rang and they opened the door and then they said that they saw these, this little life form that looked like a cross between a scarecrow and a garden gnome. His face had uh, obscuring his face was a floppy hat with stray tufts of hair stuck out and his chin was unnaturally sharp. Uh, it was either nonverbal or refused to speak. What was, must've been its mouth was a puckered toothless void. Uh, the creature was also clutching a strange white staff and they reached out and touched it. It raised the staff, struck the sidewalk, and floated backwards. Then four companions that were standing silently in the grass um, did the same thing, and they all levitated off the ground. Like, what? What do you think? <laughs> the, 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 the weird thing for me at the end of this is, by morning they disappeared as mysteriously as they had arrived. So I don't know if the couple like just was like, "All right, Betty, let's shut the door and." I'm not giving these kids any candy and just ignored it until morning. So I wouldn't have slept. I would have. Are they just standing there looking at these things? They're floating all night. And then they, I mean, what, what the heck? <laughs> Maybe a really good makeup job, like a really elaborate prank or, you know what? I, I can't, honestly, I can't talk about aliens without talking about the supernatural because I, I, I don't know how this is with, with, in on other islands or in other islands but i know when i was growing up i grew up in i guess what what the average person or what people would consider uh like a religious home you know my both parents very spiritual people myself spiritual person you know i i i have beliefs and i have a, a faith system and one very very popular theory that used to get passed around was that that I used to not not in my house, but just in general, that that like um, aliens and and things like that were actually evil manifestations of you know evil beings from the spirit world. You know, I don't wow. want to 
Yeah, that was one theory that was passed around that these weren't actual aliens, but they um or in some some cases they could have been maybe good manifestations, like maybe angels. But sometimes okay. the evil man the the manifestations could have been demons, you know, for people who believe in that. So I don't know if I believe that. I mean, it certainly is a possibility because I do believe in a spiritual world. But I don't know if I believe that to be the explanation for strange things like that. I mean, you'd have to ask an expert on, you know, the spiritual, spiritual things like that and supernatural and the spirit world. That was one of those, those theories that, that kind of got passed around. And I mean, I don't really know if I put a lot of stock in it growing up. But it, I mean, it, it's, it's certainly something interesting to, to consider. You know what I mean? Knowing, knowing, kind of knowing what I know. Yeah. And I, the thing is for me, like, especially this one is a weird example, but a lot of these are weird. They never seem to do anything that makes sense to anyone whatsoever. It's always like an insane thing that it's like, okay, so these creatures were in their lawn and they just, then they, they like looked at them and then they hovered. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, why would you do that? That doesn't killing. make sense. Just killing. <laughs> <laughs> the couple lost time. Like, did they feel any different? Were they missing anything? You know, like, no. It just, aliens, you know, just paused them just because they could. Just because Maybe they, like, drew like, mustaches on their faces. Then they, trolling, you know. Like trolling them. Yeah, just erase it, Gary. <laughs> just erase that mustache. Let's get out of here. Wow. So, well, let me do, I'm going to do one more. And then we're gonna we're gonna do shame bench. I understand you have something very um, you got some you got some special for me for shame bench today. Oh, it's out of this world. Um, you know what? You, <laughs> we have to have a we have to have a talk, a very serious talk about these puns. Okay, like I don't. And if you're trying to get me to stop using puns, I can't. That's totally alien to me. You know what? This one is called Touch of Gray. All right. Is it about the uh, the Grateful Dead? No. You know what? That's probably a Grateful Dead reference, which I didn't get. Maybe I'll look it up afterward. But touch of it's a song. I, oh yeah, I, I figured it was, but I didn't. I didn't get the reference because I don't listen to Grateful Dead. But um, so this this was submitted by Justin H four BD eight three five two E seven. So that's either uh, see a cyborg. I don't know. Name me. <laughs> I don't know. My brain is just like, all right. So, Justin, all that said, extraterrestrial beings are out there. All right. I haven't told anyone this, not even my closest friends who know everything about me, but I truly believe they contacted me through my sleep. So, let me. I mean, let me stick a pin for a second. So here is here is another case where it could be argued that a being contacted this person of being maybe from the quote-unquote other side because sure. you know obviously i i also believe that sometimes you can be contacted in your dreams you know and obviously you, people listening if you don't believe that you don't believe that but that's just what i believe all right moving on yeah get off his case <laughs> thank you buddy i appreciate that so justin goes on to say that it happened earlier this school year so all right so he's either He's either college or whatever it is, but it was sometime in the early morning around 2 or 3 a.m. And I've noticed that a lot of these stories, when people have a reference for time, it's usually around the, those hours, 2 or 3. 
So he says, it was sometime in the early morning around 2 or 3 a.m. when I got this strange sense that I was being watched. And just like from a movie, it seemed like I was looking at myself sleeping. So we have some out-of-body experience stuff. Happened to my dad, by the way. Fun fact. Maybe we can talk about that at some point. Um, He goes on to say, that's when I noticed the two beings, quote-unquote, on the side of my bed. I felt my hand raise and started going towards them and there was nothing I could do to stop it. Okay, so now they mind control this dude. Right before I touched them, I woke up in a heavy sweat and hard breathing. Um, I thought it was all in my head until I noticed my cup of pens on the floor and my blind swing as if someone had just moved them. See, that right there, I would have died. Okay? Just kill me. I would have, I would have, heart attack done. Like, I mean... That's honestly just reading this is is giving me like making the hairs on my neck <laughs> raise, bro. This is some creepy stuff, man. What is your take yeah. on this stuff? <laughs> okay, so I mean, it's these ones, you know, it's hard to say. Obviously, when you think of something like that, you know, if someone's sleeping, it's easy for your brain to kind of come up with. I'm sure you've had crazy dreams before, so it's it's easy for your brain to, you know, simulate something wacky happening and. Also, I would postulate, have you ever had a, a situation where you were sleeping, but you're being woken up by something and that something incorporates yourself into your dream? Yes, I've had that happen at least once. Okay. So theoretically, this could have been a situation where he, I, I don't know, like maybe there was someone or something in his room and it yeah, started to wake him up. He flails his arm around, knocks the pens off, one flies and hits the blinds, and then he's awake, and he's like, what just happened? That's a bit of a reach, man. I, I'm sure, but it's also a bit of a reach to say aliens kind of wanted to take this guy, this random Joe Schmo, for what reason, again? What I'm trying to figure out is why, why were they trying to get him to touch them? Like That sounds like an HR violation. <laughs> See, these aliens are just like, yeah, man, make him touch you. <laughs> they like they like that creepy uncle at the family reunion or the barbecue. Oh, gosh. The creepy one. Yeah, yeah we're gonna man. do a whole creepy uncle episode. <laughs> the whole creepy uncle episode. I mean, and I'm I'm sure that people out there listening have they either have that creepy uncle or they know someone that has that creepy uncle, the one who is like super leery and, and weird and like, you know, he stares at women and you know he gives them the elevator eyes and he's got like the really tight shirt that's open all the way to like his belly button and all his chest areas outside like that guy nice i love for a second you said elevator eyes and i was like what does that possibly mean and then i was like what does an elevator do it goes, goes up, up and down, down. <laughs> and then I was like, that is awesome i never heard that before oh really okay. yeah all right well listen nice. learn something new every day the British would call that lift eyes. It doesn't have quite the same ring. Lift lids. No. Lift look. He's giving me the lift look. All right. That one's not bad. Yeah. I, I like to coin terms, phrases for other languages. This, I just want to say this out there so that it's on the list. Um, so I haven't had any alien interactions or alien scenarios in my life. But when we do the ghost episode... Uh, I got a bunch of good stories for you. All right. Well, you know what? I am well and truly creeped out, even though we haven't even touched on a ghost episode yet. But if I can't sleep tonight, it's your fault. And I, I'm sitting here thinking, what did we do? 
talking. Here's what, <laughs> here's what we could do. Let me get let me give you three examples of people who did ridiculous things because they say of aliens, and then you can determine which one of the three belongs. Oh, is it is it time for shame, bitch? So, for people who don't know, Shame Bench is where I bring Mosey a couple examples of people doing terrible or ridiculous or stupid things. And he's going to tell us, he's going to decide which one of these people or individuals belongs on Shame Bench. And Mosey, could you explain for the people who are unfamiliar what Shame Bench is? Shame Bench is a noun and a verb. In its verb form, you put someone on shame bench or you get put on shame bench when you do something that is embarrassing, for instance, getting uh, caught in um, a scandal or, you know, you do something to embarrass your parents or your family or whatever it is, you put your family on shame bench or if you do something stupid um, and you get embarrassed by it, you, you get put on shame bench or you're on shame bench. Alrighty. So we have alien related stories. These will be people a person or people that did something weird, crazy, scary, or just awful because they said aliens made them do it. So the first example we have is from North Carolina. So (laughs) there's a woman named Frances Green. In January 2015, the security at the Carowinds Family Fun Spot on the outskirts of Charlotte, North Carolina, um, they yeah. Yo, you been there? <laughs> this actually, wait a minute. That doesn't say Francis Green. That says Mosey Armstrong. <laughs> no, the rest of the story wouldn't fit. So the security discovered a tiny child locked in a truck in the parking lot's drop-off area, crying its eyes out. They called the police. 20 minutes later, Francis Green and her boyfriend come back to pick up the kid. When they were interrogated, uh, Miss Francis Green said that the voices that she thought were God, but were actually extraterrestrials. I don't know how you can both think that something is God and alien at the same time, but she did. They wanted her to leave her body behind and come with them. So that's why she broke into the amusement park. Mm. Okay. Legit. What do you think about that scenario? Um, well, my first thought is Francis Green is probably on drugs. Correct. Either, either on drugs or just doesn't care either way unfit to be a parent obviously <laughs> yeah so i will reserve judgment for the latter part of the episode okay that, those are some good first impressions all right um this this is another good one so this is from australia down under here's a question do ufos fly upside down when they're over australia um, or do they fly upside up Dude, I don't know, but you know what I heard? I heard that you do a great Australian accent. Oh, I don't know who you heard that for. That's probably not correct. (laughs) So aliens apparently enjoy contact people when they're driving. Um, Yeah, what the hell is up with that? Like, I don't know. They don't don't realize that, apparently. So uh, an Australian man by the name of Damien Amos, he received a mental transmission from extraterrestrials ordering him to crash his car into a hatchback at 86 miles per hour. This is your like logical step, logical step. I'm with you, Damien. According to Damien, a head alien, that's in quotes, 
beamed a signal directly into his brain, telling him to turn around and get home as fast as possible. Don't let anything get in his way. Unfortunately, the, the car 58-year-old Keith Evanis was in his way. Amos rammed it so hard, it flew forward into a tree, exploding and killing Evanis. Wow. Police didn't buy the outer space explanation, possibly because Amos was drunk at the time, but it would make sense that if an alien was trying to contact us and you weren't psychic by getting, you know, relaxing your mental barriers with tons of alcohol, that that's how they would do it. Mm. Okay. All right. So, I mean, that last part of the explanation there, fine. It seems logical. Relax the mental barriers. Honestly, I just think this kid drank a bunch, screwed up on the road and tried to blame, you know, some tried to blame aliens and, and, and not take responsibility for it, which obviously it wouldn't be too far of a stretch. But again, I will reserve judgment for the end. All righty. So the last one that we have here is 1984. So we're going way back. Uh, this farmer named Ramundo Corona, he said he was visited by an extraterrestrial who commanded him to build a 22-foot-tall Aztec-style pyramid. The visitor was a tall man with honey-colored eyes and white hair down to the ground. So this, uh, the article conjectures it could have been a wandering hippie, but uh, the man, uh, Ramundo, did as he was told, and the structure still stands outside of uh, the town of Monclova hmm. in Mexico. That one, that one doesn't seem too crazy. I mean, it's right. And he was a farmer as well, so it could be argued that he might have been a little simple. You know, no disrespect to any farmers who might be listening, but um, at the same time, he, I don't know, maybe this honey-colored, this honey-colored or honey-eye-colored stranger was just, I don't know, maybe it could have been a cult leader. You know, cult leaders like people to build things. Yeah. Especially in their honor. So he built this, like I'm, I'm looking at a picture of it and I uh, wish I could share. Well, I'll see if I can tweet it out, but the, it literally is, it looks, I mean, he, he built this thing. So for someone to spend the time and money to, to create this, like he, he must have believed in himself. Holy cow. Okay. Yeah. And how tall was this thing? 22 feet tall. Props. Yeah. It's significant. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's like the, um, the pyramids at, um, what is that? Is it Tenochtitlan? Yes. My, my Aztec is a little rusty, but I think you hit it on the head. Yeah, that was, yeah. The, um, Pyramid of the Sun, Teotihuacan in central Mexico, which, which incidentally is one of those places where aliens have been thought of. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I know all that, bro. Bro, you, you're, up, you're up on your ancient aliens, <laughs> Dr. Uh, Dr. Giorgio Crazy Hair Sucalos. That's right. Aliens and um, what's the other one's name? Doctor, um, I think it's Eric von Daniken. He wrote Chariots of the Gods. Anyone with a name that includes Von in it is, generally speaking, either a crazy person <laughs> or like a evil Nazi scientist. I'm assuming. Yeah, you know what I was thinking, von Daniken. He he sounds like a crazy evil Nazi scientist, but he just looks like someone's crazy grandpa. Honestly, You'll never get with this, Doctor von Daniken. I already have. <laughs> oh, what a terrible thing. It looks like this will be our last meeting. 
you know what? I heard that your Australian accent is really good. <laughs> it's, got, it's got to be better than your German accent. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> Please uh, tweet me, uh, Bradford Ace, and tell me how terrible my accent is and that I should be ashamed of myself. Scale of one to ten. So um, I guess I have to make a decision. So yeah, number so one. So we'll scam this or uh, we'll do a roundup. We got the uh, woman and her boyfriend broke into a music park, left their uh, young child in the car. And then we got uh, the gentleman who, who was super drunk, uh, smashed his car into a, a car and then drove home. And the police asked him and he said, aliens told me to. And then we got the farmer who built a 22-foot pyramid. Pretty fantastical because a tall man with honey-colored eyes, white hair down to his ground, who was an extraterrestrial told him to do it mm, okay so honestly this one was easy the farmer the farmer is fine you know he was just a simple guy farming potatoes or whatever it is that you know people farm these days or back in 84 i don't know what did they farm back in 84 i don't think the crops have changed much but continue <laughs> all right so no he's good I actually kind of like him. He sounds like I would want to have a drink with him. I think Miss Francis Green is going to go on Shane Bench this week, man, because one, this lady had to have been on some kind of drugs. How, first of all, how do you leave a kid in a car locked by him or herself while you go break into an amusement park? Like, first of all, what are you, what, what do you hope to accomplish by breaking into an amusement park? Okay, I mean, cotton candy? She needs to leave her behind. And go with the aliens. Did you not hear me? I read this to you. So she had to go into an amusement park to do that? She couldn't do that anywhere else? I have never been contacted by extraterrestrials that I thought were God initially mm. and told to come to leave my body behind. Mm. So I don't know what, how I would achieve that. She thought amusement park. Okay. But okay. No, we can't judge from where we're in her shoes. Okay. All right. Well... There's my decision, Miss Francis Green. You're on shame bench. I got to say, I'm actually surprised this week. I usually know where you're going to go, but uh, I'm really surprised because the other guy killed someone. <laughs> I know that's terrible. I shouldn't be laughing. I feel bad for his, you know, his family. That's awful. But, but you know what it was? I think, I think it's because, um, I mean, you left a kid in a car. That's pretty terrible. Yeah, I guess, you know, drunk drivers are a dime a dozen, but... Yeah, that's pretty terrible. I mean, I haven't heard I haven't heard any stories of people locking kids in cars recently, but I have heard plenty of stories about drunk drivers. So maybe maybe I'm a little desensitized, which is a terrible thing, honestly. But but yeah, so I... I Again, I don't know what we thought we were doing, talking about aliens and, and, and stories like this. I'm well freaked out right now. I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight, but I mean, maybe I... I don't know. Look at something pleasant on TV. Fall asleep to Bob's Burgers or something. I don't know. Something yeah. light, you know, something real light and 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 fluffy. I don't know. Any suggestions? <laughs> I don't know, man. You can go like go on YouTube and just uh, watch the "You're Welcome" song from Moana. You know that what? Will... I just realized, bro. This is supposed to be a morning show. <laughs> <laughs> There's some guy on the subway going into work listening to this show, and he is just terrified. He doesn't even <laughs> want to get off the train now. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, guy, whoever you are, 
You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So, you know what? Let's go ahead and wrap up because this thing is running really long and that train ride that a train ride that this thing was supposed to cover has probably been over like 10 minutes ago. So, is a train wreck. The train ride is a train wreck. Guys, we do want to say thank you for tuning in as usual. It's it's always fun to uh to come on here and and, and talk and give you guys a little slice. We want to hear from you. Feel free to uh, check in with us. Keep in touch. Uh, Breadfruit Show and Breadfruit Ace on the good old Twitter. And um, Anchor.fm as well and uh, SoundCloud.com. We're going to leave contact information in the show notes. So until next week, guys, I hope you have a great day and a great rest of the week. Yeah. Stay cool, America. (laughs) (laughs) You need to stop. <laughs> and that's the show, guys. Thanks for listening in. And remember, you can tweet us at Breadfruit Show and Breadfruit Ace if you want to keep in touch. Feel free to send us ideas for future shows and things you might want us to discuss. We want to hear from you. You can also check us out at soundcloud.com slash breadfruit hyphen juice and anchor.fm slash breadfruit juice. Until next time. <laughs>